Welcome to We Like That Podcast. Because we like that. Welcome, welcome, everyone. What's up? <laughs> Where's the song, Calvin? What song? We're black like that. Oh, my fault. I thought we was doing your segment first. Yours is first. I'm sorry. Well, welcome to another segment of Black Like That. Black Like That. Black Like That. Yeah, Black Like That. I've been listening to a lot of jazz lately. So. <laughs> what jazz has scatting, Kevin? Black Like That. Yeah. So, um, for Black Like That today. Yeah. Uh, this is a segment where I give Javon 10 questions. She, she has to get five right. Mm-hmm. She gets to keep her black card for another week. Mm-hmm. And if she gets it five right before we get to 10 questions, uh, it's over. Finito. We're done. Uh-huh. Uh, did I win last week? She did. That's and also, right. I threw in a twist. The first three questions, I give her multiple choice. Once you get three right, the next two, she can phone a friend or she can ask for clues. Right. So. Well, guess what, sucker? It's my turn now. Joe's Revenge. Joe's Revenge. Joe's Revenge. That's my whole song. That sounds like some, uh, what you call it, Cartoon Network type stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what's your revenge? I wish I had a boo button. Boo. Listen, Ooh. since Calvin apparently is expert level black, I thought it's I since I am okay. Then then you will have no problem with all ten of these questions. I don't only none of this five questions correct business. It's gonna be all ten. I don't. I do not only play black on the podcast, but I am a certified black person. In real life. <laughs> so real life. Yeah. All right. So. Joe's a friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, Calvin, my first yes, question Joe. to you. It's nice and easy. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Who was the singing voice for Powerline in the Disney classic, A Goofy Movie? Do you want the multiple choices or do you no. know the answer? No. Uh, first of all, I don't know how that's a black culture question. Oh, uh, excuse me. The song is iconic. Do you, do you want me to go over it again? Tevin Campbell. Thank you. At this time, you realize Disney had zero black characters. So this was like one of our first black characters. Like any, everybody knew it was Tevin Campbell. Yes. Everybody and he was one knew. of the first black characters for Disney. Oh. That's why it's a big, that's why it's for the culture. How dare you? Okay, next. Mm. Number two. If a cookout starts at 3 p.m. Oh, my God. And you, and you arrive at 3.30, how much of the food is ready? Do you want the multiple choices? None. <laughs> None of it's ready. Because you got there too damn early. Correct. Not a damn thing is ready at all. all. They're still setting up, probably. If that. they still on the couch. People still, <laughs> still drinking. People still drinking. You don't get to a, a black barbecue. If it starts at three, you don't get there till like six. <laughs> all right. Okay. Get there after six, everything's gone. You ready for the harder ones? You ready? Sure. On Kirk Franklin's Melodies from Heaven. Oh, my God. What was the Sopranos part? Do you want the multiple choice questions? Rain down on me. Damn it. Yep. Yep. And Al told us to let it, let it fall on me. It's... And the uh, bass was rain. Mm-hmm. The men just saying, rain. <laughs> rain. <laughs> rain. That's, yeah. Javon, 
sung it when I was in the Sunbeam Choir. Right? Okay. Okay, Calvin. Okay. All right. Okay. Prior to heading out to the family function, what is sure. the main question black people ask prior to heading out? What kind of, what, what kind of questions are these? It's a, it's a trivia question. I ask like... And everybody got it correctly. So, do you want multiple choices? Yes, because <laughs> I don't know what the hell question this is. Okay. Prior to heading out to the family function, what is the main question black people ask prior to heading out? A, who going to be there? B, what do we got to bring? C, what time is it starting? Or D, I'm not trying to go. Who going to be there? Correct. And I'm not trying to go. <laughs> they never asked if we got to bring anything. So just delete that. We got, what do we got to bring? No so, one asks. So that. it is A. It's A. Who going to be there? Everybody asks, who going to be there? What time does it start? All right, Calvin, you're four and four right now. You're doing really well. Of course I am. Okay. According to Nelly, in what quantity does he buy his Air Force Ones? Dun, dun. And this is not multiple choice. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, this dun, needs dun, to be multiple dun. choice. Nope, it's from a song of his. Looking for my Air Force Ones. Bulk? Two per. Two per? <laughs> Two pair. Cooper. Yep. That's the that's the lyrics to the song. Can I uh oh Cooper. Yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> Give me, me Cooper. Right. Yes. I thought you were talking about his uh his see, I thought you were talking about his uh his rap. Not the hook. You say in the hook. It's all a part of his song. You should say in the Nelly song, give me two pair of hooks. No, I can't give you the name of the song. That's why it asked you. Because the only time he talks about purchasing the Air Force Ones is in the hook. Buy me two per. He gives two pair. <laughs> you still got it wrong. Anyway. Okay, whatever. So but one down. Still say, four. I would say I just didn't understand the question. You still, okay. Okay. Still got it wrong. All right. Sure, number six. How do black mothers apologize to their kids? They don't. Okay. Well, do you want the options? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, baby. Come here, baby. I apologize. I was wrong. What do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? Yeah. Which is interesting because that's not how my family did this. But I also don't have a black mom. My mom didn't apologize at all. So I don't know. What do you want to eat? I just... That's normal. What do you want to eat? Okay. Because after they whip you behind, you're very hungry. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, I, so you're only down one. So you're okay. You ready for the next one? Sure. This is another song question. It's down to the lyrics. Oh, God. Okay. Where can you catch young Jacques? I'll accept two different answers, depending on what you remember. Catch me at the mall. It's going down. Meet me in the club. It's going down. No. No. What else did he say? Meet me. I mean, anyway, it's guaranteed to go down. Right. He does say all of that. But before we get to the hook, what does he say? Catch me in the... Club? No. In the shop? Oh, incorrect then. Correct. Yay. He says College Park. You can catch him in College Park. Catch me College Park. Where they chop cars. Where they chop cars. And then, or you can catch me in the hood. Posted at the store. Oh. oh, my God. Stop. These questions are retarded. It's not retarded. It's, 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 it's your question. See? No. This is why, whatever, I'm six so, for six. two down. I'm six for six. Two down. I'm six for six. Number eight. This is the randomness of these questions. Which artist horrible. was the group H-Town listening to in the song Knockin' the Boots? 
Marvin Gaye? Yes, it's Marvin Gaye. That's not a group. It's a it's an artist. H Town is a group. Yeah, H Town is a group. He's like yeah. What? Which artist was the group H Town listening to and knocking the boots? And okay. you got it right, Marvin, Marvin Gaye. Gaye. You cr- listen. It's not my fault. You don't know how to listen. Oh my god! It's maybe, not my fault. Maybe that's my problem. I don't listen. Exactly. That is your problem. Okay. I will flip this. Mm. We're, <laughs> we're at number nine. You're down two. Okay. Whatever. So number nine. Which of the following sounds do black people make when describing a fight? I'm going to repeat that again. Which of the following sounds do black people make when describing a fight? And I'm going to go down. Wah, 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 wah. You ready? Mink, mink, wham. Wop, wop, wop. Wop, wop, wop. Or all of the above. What is your, what's all your choice? All of the above. Correct. Correct. Mink, mink, wop, wop. Right. Because he came around the corner, wham. And then I was like, mink, mink. And then, wop, wop, wop. And then, boom. Fight over. Where are these magical black people that you talk to that make these sounds? <laughs> You're saying black people don't have their own way of explaining how a fight went down? Yes. With their own sound effects? Yes. You're hilarious. But all like, mink, mink, boom, boom. Bink, bink. Walk up, walk up. You still got it right. It's all the above. All walk right. Up, walk up. So, we're almost at question 10. You're only down two. You're doing great. Whatever. Okay. When black women say, it's just funny to me, what hap- it was about to happen next? Do you want the multiple choice? No. She's about to read you for something. I don't know what it is. Basically, she's about to tell you about yourself. Correct. Yeah. And that's it for Joe's Revenge. Calvin's expert level, a little shaky, but still there. Eight out of ten, that's a B. The shaky level is your shaky question uh, asking. That's what the shaky level not, is. Again, you admitted that you do not listen. So I'm not listening to you right now. Okay. <laughs> and I have a headphones. Surprise. <laughs> Deleted. Well, I'm great. Like I normally am. Cheers to me. Well, thank you for taking up a black like that and just making me angry. If you don't think I'm going to hold over your head that you got the lyrics questions wrong to rap songs you should know from heart, you got another thing coming. I'm going to hold that over your head forever. No one listens forever. to Nelly and give me two pair anymore. I was. It's called two, Air Force One. I was like two okay. years old when that song came out. It's called probably. Air Force One. I was like two and years old. And we were in a club when that came out. Oh God! Let's uh, thank you for coming in to another episode of Black Like That, um, where Javon <laughs> took her revenge, I guess, sort of, kind of, by asking me questions that really didn't make sense. Um, anywho, completely made sense. Thanks for watching. Let's go to the next thing. You don't even know. I don't. I don't. Did you guys know that we have an email account? Email address is we like that dat podcast at gmail.com. Yes, we like that podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and hit us up with what you are watching and see if we like that. Because we might like that. We really might. And we'd love to hear from you. All right, next segment. <laughs> that happened with Joe. That happened. I don't have a whole lot going on with pop culture other than to say, rest in peace, Tina Turner. She passed this week. She really the best. She really was. Uh, she has a full documentary that she put out that's on HBO, now called Max, if you have the HBO Max thing. Or you, if you magically still have cable. Listen, if you haven't seen Angela Bassett in Love, What's Love Got to Do With It, please watch immediately. 
I'm going to try to check out that her doc as well. Apparently, she gets more into what she was dealing with, like her herself, not just her story with Ike. You don't got to hit me no more, Ike. Kevin. <laughs> anyway, so rest in peace, Tina Turner, an rest, icon and a legend. Rest in pieces. Them thighs going to be chopped up and sold to the highest bidder. Yeah. She has the greatest thigh. You know, she had, like, insurance policy on her thigh. On her legs, not just her thigh. Not well, just her thigh. Well, she's going to be in a casket as a torso because somebody's going to take them legs and use them. That's gross. Apparently, yeah. it's going to be Calvin. That's just life. Life, life. Simply the best. Tina Turner, we miss you. I also want to shout out to the rise in... An Apollo legend. Wow. A rise in a lot of conversations around black love. That has... Oh, the only, been the only thing dominating my For You page on TikTok recently. I showed Calvin a video the other day. You sound like you got like a Black Panther For You TikTok page. Kind of. But basically, the co- the questions and the conversations that they're having, I don't, I'm confused. I'm lost and confused. Is it this hard right now to be in a genuine, sincere relationship with somebody who's on the same page as you? No. They made it so that it's hard because they started accepting a lot of stuff now they want to go back to how how it should be now it's too late is it should be or is it just what's familiar because we were told for a very long time it was supposed to look one way and is, is it supposed to they that? opened that pandora's box now they don't know what to do with it it's very interesting all of these conversations of like uh if he's got a girlfriend but he's talking to me how serious can it be and it's like i feel like we went down this rabbit hole before What's happening is everybody wants to show how emotional they are and they're in touch with their feelings. Well, okay. So now you get a whole bunch of feeling conversations that's leading to nothing. Well, okay. So do you remember Think Like a Man, Act Like a Lady? Sure. This is, it feels very reminiscent of that, of people being like, oh my gosh, I'm getting real answers to the same questions we keep asking. Like, uh, do you remember the whole men are from Mars, women are from Venus thing? This is going to continue until the end of time. Is that right? So, this is a a foregone conclusion. It's uh, never going to stop. It's interesting. It's interesting to me. But that's it. That's it for that happen. I have nothing else. Wow. Mm, wow. Hey, on we like that. We never do anything easy. We can do it rough and hard. So today on the next episode of College Chill, rolling. Rolling. I just want to pay my oh, tribute was, to oh, Tina Turner. I was all. like, what are you talking about rough and hard? I just want to pay my respects to Tina Turner. Wow. I think I kind of besmudged her name when I say chopped off her legs. And she going in the casket. You, you felt bad about it afterwards? Yeah. Kinda. Interesting. So. Call it chill. Call it chill. Crazy. All right, another episode of College Hill has come out just in time for the Memorial Day weekend. It's still a mess. It's it's still insane. All right, ready ready for the uh, what the musical? What's the the musical? The the, uh, the homecoming again? Ready for? Uh, the magic. Magic City. Something. Yeah, Magic City. Yeah, classic. Magic City classic. Yeah, Magic City classic. Well, okay, so that does come into place, but we kick off College Hill exactly where we left off in the previous episode, and that was with Doctor Petty being Petty. Showing up at the damn house. So trying to wake everybody up. Previously, Jocelyn, Tiffany, and Ray J decided not to go to school. Um, they partied too hard for Amber's birthday, and they didn't want to wake up early the next day and go to school. 
the show goes out of its way to show that these people aren't as sick as they are claiming to be because they just slept in and then they just laugh and joke and eat, basically. But Tiffany and Jocelyn are both like, we're exhausted and we needed our rest. Ray J, who has already missed a lot of classes, is also like, I just don't want to go. So, Dr. Petty has shown up. She's here to talk to them one-on-one. His one wish was that Dr. Petty not show up to the house. His one wish was that. No. So, she talks to Ray J first. Uh, Her conversation with Ray J basically is her calling him on his bullshit. She's like, listen, if you want to be here, be here. If you don't, don't. But you can't do both. So, which one? Can I say something about Ray J first? Uh Uh-huh. So, the scene opens. They go into his room. Yeah. Ray J is nasty as hell. (laughs) There is Chick-fil-A boxes of nuggets. Mm Mm-hmm. There's nuggets still in the box, by the way, just sitting there opening. <laughs> There's stuff every damn well. Mm-hmm. And he's laying there dreaming. And he's like, I had a dream. Of some female in my dream was calling my name. She was dancing for me. It was about to get slick. And then I wake up, wait a minute. Oh, Dr. Petty, wait a minute. Hey, hey, she's in my face. Messing up all my lovely sleep grooves. Gross. Oh, you get your nasty ass up. <laughs> First of all. If I'd have walked over with Dr. Petty, I'd like, oh, my God. Oh, Ray J, you have to come outside first. I'm not walking in that room. I know you got roaches. I know you got roaches. Right. It was just, it was like food. Like, food. Scattered. Everywhere. It's clear these people don't clean up after themselves. They got money for help. So they're used to just, leave, well, I, I don't want to say speak for everybody, but definitely Ray J. They're just used to leaving it wherever. Disgusting. <laughs> now I see why he's lonely. So, well, you know, he's. I think he's still going through the divorce with his wife. Anyway, point is, but Dr. Petty is reading Ray J for filth because she's like, why are you not taking this seriously? You came in saying you're going to do all this stuff and take it seriously this time, and you ain't doing anything. Can so, I, Can I say something else, too, about Ray J? <laughs> okay. Why does anybody think he's going to do something seriously? Look at his face. Nothing he does is serious. Well, I mean, he's there. So I think she's just doing her due diligence to be like, listen, this is your opportunity to leave. You don't got to be Even here. in his personal monologues, it's mm-hmm. like he's lying. I'm going to take it serious now. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. So that's what he says. After his talk with Dr. Petty, he's like, I am trying to do better. I do want to do this. You know, no one's looked out for me like this before. So I'm going to get right. Which are all lies, by the way. <laughs> all lies. He says no one's ever supported his success while while he's trying to pursue school. This is the first. His family hates his guts, which like, makes sense. Brandy doesn't talk to him now. He did this before. He was in the previous season. Frida was right there, being like, "We all can do this." Like cheerleading everybody and he, whatever. Sugar body, sugar body, sugar body, sugar body, sugar body, sugar body. Yes. So then she talks with Tiffany when Tiffany comes down and uh, hears that somebody's looking for her and sees Doctor Petty. She freaks out. She tries to run. She definitely does. But her brain doesn't work that way. Her legs are moving, but her body wasn't. (laughs) So, (laughs) Dr. Betty has to sit down with Tiffany, and she basically says the same thing. Listen, why did you miss class? You know, if you're going to be here, you got to be here. If you don't want to be here, then don't be here. And Tiffany's like, I'm going to do better. I did want to just, you know, rest or whatever, because, you know, this is a lot. And Dr. Petty's like, yeah, you're a college student. It is a lot. It's a college experience this is what they do so tiffany's like i am gonna do better blah 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 then dr petty's like can i talk to jocelyn and tiffany goes to knock on jocelyn's door no response also tiffany's just there for the d 
we have actually I thought so too, but we haven't seen her do anything to get D. You know what I mean? Like she keeps t- like saying stuff about Orion. But it's gonna happen. She's gonna try. She's engaged to somebody. I think it, I think it's just talk. Obviously, she doesn't remember. I don't know. She's just saying stuff. I don't okay. know. We'll see. Anyway, so they're trying to get Jocelyn up. Jocelyn is out. She's sleeping hard. Hard but, sleeping. First of all, I don't know what it is about people who sleep booty butt naked, but for some reason, they don't know how to wake up. Because, so, so depending on what research you do, supposedly sleeping naked is the best thing for you. It helps your body fully, like, decompress so that it can actually get the, the, the deep REM sleep you're supposed to have. So it's supposed to be better for you to sleep naked. Why? What I just explained. How? Your body has a physiological response. Your body knows you have clothes on? Yes, it does. So you you take it off, your body knows it's nothing on me but skin? Yeah. Really? Yes. Isn't skin clothes for your body? Not really. Technically? Yeah. No. Technically it is. Because really we're all skeletons. Calvin. Okay, anyway. So. I just got too deep for you. Is it? Is it? College. Is it? college oh my goodness anyway no so basically she can't talk to jocelyn she tiffany tries knocking on the door nothing dr petty goes to the door nothing dr petty's not waiting so she sees amber she's like amber when you see jocelyn tell her she needs to come see me as soon as possible because she might be petty but she still got a life she (laughs) so she rolls out um once jocelyn wakes up she gets the news that dr petty was looking for her and she acts like she's unfazed. She's like, listen, I took the day off because I needed the rest. You know, I'm sure Dr. Petty is going to scold me for not going, but it's whatever. I need to prioritize my rest. I like to be naked. My cement butt needed some time to recuperate and everything. Very bizarre. Then we switch to Qu- Quay and Tiffany talking about their anxiety Quay and how they're handling their anxiety. anxiety. Well, so apparently Tiffany suffers from social anxiety, which is interesting because her whole persona is very social. New York is very social. Uh, and the same thing with Quay. Titi is super <laughs> extroverted and social. I, but they're saying them as the people, they deal with a lot of social anxiety. I guess. After you chase Flavor Flay for I don't know how many episodes, mm-hmm. maybe you do get some form of anxiety. Well, she also had her own show. She also had I Love New York. Oh, yeah, that's right. She did. That's where that show. chain came from later in the that's episode. That's where other dudes came from. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. And then one of them got their, the brothers got this. Yeah, <laughs> chance and whatever. Oh, it was, they did. It was garbage. Okay, so. So they're talking about that. That actually and... was the beginning of garbage TV. <laughs> it was. It was. So then we've got Ray J telling Amber and Iman uh, his thoughts about his whole meeting with Dr. Petty. And he's talking about how he can't miss any more class or he's going to get, you know, he said suspended, but they're not going to suspend you. They're going to expel you. They're going to kick you out. Anyway. (laughs) He got college and school, high school mixed up. Very confused. Uh, He continues to go on about how he's tightening his shit up and he's going to do right by making up the assignments he didn't do. He goes to the Legacy Museum to let us know that he felt that shit for real. Even his authenticity seems fake. Yes. Yes. I agree. He talks about how his grandfather, who was a part of the civil rights movement in Mississippi, uh, went through these hardships, so he's very cognizant of it. But uh, I find it interesting that it doesn't stop him from making the decisions he's making. Uh, so I, I'm going to question that, too. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's really accurate. I want, I, I'm sure part of it is. I'm sure part of it is. I don't know. <laughs> Rachel like the type of me that would make some stuff up. Uh, that's also true. That's also true. So, uh, you know? 
So, but he's talking about that. He also does learn the ASU hymn. There's a portion in there where he's singing the parts that he's supposed to have memorized for the hymn. It is rough, but it ends well. Ends well. That's the voice he should have used for voice uh, verses. <laughs> verses. That's it was voice. a better voice. To so. the baby's born. To the baby's born. He should have used that voice. Um, oh, also, he apologizes to the theater professor. So this was the guy he was going back and forth on about how he didn't need no acting lessons because he knows everything. This dude had on a uh, turtleneck condom for his head. No, so what? He, that's called a, it's a cowl neck. It was actually a very nice sweater, and it's an expensive sweater on top a of that. A condom neck? Cowl. C-O-W, like a towel, but with a C. Cowl neck. Okay. And it's supposed to be really big like that, and it's part of, it's part of the style. What style? Anyway, it was cute look. Cal was just a, a hater. Damn fool. Cal was just a hater. So then, um, okay. but he does, Ray J does apologize for being disruptive because he was on 11 as soon as he got in that class. He was fidgety. Phone was going off. He was playing with his flip top glasses. I still say that class is a waste of his time because he's one of the great, <laughs> great, great <laughs> actors in Hollywood. We just watched a movie with him in it. No, we didn't. So then Quay, Parker, and Tiff also are trying to juggle all of their practicing for the Magic City Classic. Remember, we got Quay, who's in the drum line. We got Lou's trying to be the drum major. We got Parker, who's a majorette, I think. Here's my thing. And Tiffany, who's in flag core. She has no rhythm. Parker. Yeah. So she why chose are this. you going to pick something where you know you can't really do? Maybe she hopes she could, because a lot of their their moves seem i don't want to say militant but like very pretty cut and direct she thought it's all about being pretty well maybe maybe she saw them sitting down just doing hand gestures and moving their leg from one side to the other crossing it from one side to another yeah and turning and just being cute yeah she thought that's what all it was but she didn't realize those girls got to go in the field while the band's playing and dance their ass off well okay have you ever been in a situation where you're where you're watching somebody do an action and you're like i think i can do that action and then when you go to do it for yourself you cannot no because i'm like okay what they're doing now i can do it has to be more to this <laughs> and then i get the full thing like eh, i can't do that i forgot you're a fire sign of course you thought you could do this so anyway no i've seen stuff like um like making those uh balloons mm-hmm. balloon animals i'm like i think i can do that and then i watch them do it i'm like no way in hell i can do that. <laughs> Calvin, anyway Magic. So they're they're kind of stressing about the Magic City Classic because they feel like they are not prepared to perform at the level they need to perform at for this classic. They feel like they're kind of behind. Tiffany talks about struggling with flag core choreography. Poor Parker really is struggling with her choreography as a, I want to say a majorette, a dancer. Flag, the thing that uh, Tiff, Tiff is trying to do with the flags, flag core. Yeah. Flag core, they do it. They are professional twirlers. They are flipping. And throwing, throwing and, doing and all types of stuff, and doing cartwheels and, and then cartwheels. catching it. Yes, and too, stamina yes. is another thing. Endurance Arm strength is yes. another thing. Yes, endurance. Yes, you have to have high endurance to do all that stuff. Yes, they're constantly moving while the band's playing. Yes, nonstop, and it's hard movement. It's not. Yes. it's not nice little break ones. And everything is choreography. Yes, perfect in sync. Yes, I don't know why they thought in two days I can learn this. 
Well, I mean, again, a lot of those girls been doing that for years. They didn't think that their college experience was going to be what it is either. So I'm sure they mm-hmm. naively thought True too. this is all going to get watered down so that we can participate. And then uh, it's not. And now they're like, uh, I see what you're saying. No, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But then they got shocked and for a whole did. a rude awakening, as <laughs> they would say, the old people would say. Well, so, so they're trying to juggle all of that. Um, they're also, this, they've got other assignments and um, that are due what, midterms, midterms? Yeah. yeah, that are coming up, and they're freaking out about that, too. Um, one of their assignments is that they're tasked to bring an object that is representative of a mask they wear in their lives, and I actually thought they should have expounded more on this. I actually really enjoyed it, but so you have each of our little celebs bringing something that is representative of the mask they wear to the public. Tiffany shows her I Love New York chain which is pristine and so glittery and pretty. But she talks about how New York, you know. brand new. Well, so New York, the character, the persona, really opened a lot of doors for her in terms of her career. However, it's not her. It's not actually Tiffany. And she's trying to lead this new path as Tiffany Pollard, not as New York. And she's kind of figuring it out, and there's other obstacles in her way. But she knows that she can always rely on her persona, but she's trying to not always use that as the forefront of her being in different situations. Well, Tiffany Pollard has a problem. Mm-hmm. New York can use all of her brain. Tiffany Pollard can only use one half of her brain I at a disagree. time. I disagree. New York for sure was not known <laughs> as using all of her brain. Well, she was known as being confrontational Tiffany, and saying the first thing that came to her mind. Well, Tiffany said she's going to use half of her brain. So I'm just going off what <laughs> she's saying. Anyway, she says that much later and not during her assignment, but she does for class. Then we also have Parker. Parker says that her mask is her smile. She actually breaks into a little bit of tears. I thought I was very proud of the celebs standing up for her, telling her to take her time. I thought that was very nice. Take your time. I loved that. I loved that they were like here for her, but also telling her that she did not have to rush through anything. This ain't church. Calvin, it's a bunch of black people in a black school. But it's not church. Anyway, so Parker says that she uses her smile to hide behind other emotions that she's feeling. She'd rather be presented as like this happy-go-lucky person than have people actually understand that she's actually very vulnerable. But she's also trying to work through that. She's also trying to be her more authentic self. Uh, Iman shows his basketball jersey, and he talks about how like he let that jersey be his identity because it was a security. I was confused by that one. Okay. A lot. Okay. I don't get it. He's saying that there's more to him than just being a basketball player, but it was easier for him to navigate spaces for people just to think he's a basketball player and not ask anything else of him. Okay. Then I, okay, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> I got confused. I'm like, what are you trying to, that, I'm like, are you trying to say basketball is your persona? Well, I think he was saying it aids in his persona. Like basketball's the thing he can do. It's not necessarily the person he is. But he's let people think that it's the person he is. He's let people think that basketball is his, is his entire identity when it's not. Okay. So I thought that was cool. Um, we also had Jocelyn who talked about her own outward persona. Her object was herself. She said, it's, it's me. <laughs> Which, again, I'm, she's not wrong. She's not Jocelyn wrong. talks like she's trying to catch words. She's, you know this is her second language, right? <laughs> I know, but she talks like she's trying to catch words. Listen, I was proud of of Jocelyn because she was explaining that, you know, being 
the more chaotic version of herself. Definitely opened a lot of doors, how people know her, but it's not her as the person. And I think we saw that earlier in the epi- the previous episodes, like when people kept uh, trying to do pranks and saying that Jocelyn was fighting mm-hmm. all these other people. She got really upset by being the one that was supposedly initiating other fights. The confrontational one? Yes. She was upset that a lot of people associated that behavior with her. She was like, I don't know why everybody believes that I do this. And everybody was like, because you do. Because <laughs> you do. Because that's what you do. But but according to Jocelyn, it's it's not. She's that's not really mechanism. this fight person. So I thought that was really, really good for her. Orion talks about how his mask is Orion, his hair. Omarion. Orion. Omarion the second. Yes. Orion. He talks about how he uses his hair as his mask. He uses it to like kind of hide himself away when he doesn't want to be in certain situations. Um, it, if he doesn't want to be noticed, he'll let it droop like in front of his face, kind of a deal. He uses it to to get all the attention, so people mistake him for Omarion. Well, I mean that's another way to hide, though, you know, because then you can divert the conversation. It doesn't have to be about you; it can be about his brother. You're whatever. like whatever. They anyway, anyway, I kind of want to go deeper into Orion's little story, though, because he sure. he seems more interesting now to me. Anyway, do it. Uh, Quay brings out T.T.'s uh, infamous blue wig. Quay ludes. And talks about how T.T. Is, was the mask. T.T. was his mask to present to other people. And it was his opportunity as well, you know, to get his career started and everything. Um, but the more he became T.T., the less he was himself. And he's trying to figure out how Quay fits into all of this world now. I think he's trying to get away from T.T. and be more like Quay ludes. I could see that. On his own. I could absolutely see that. It'd be like if Martin only did Shanene and that was it and nothing else. But Martin has talent. Calvin. Anyway, so does Quay. Anyway. I, I just told the truth. Why are you mad? Oh, my goodness. Then uh, Amber said her mask was her. Her whole face. Basically. She said it was her overt sexuality. She goes and pins infamous pictures of herself. Her whole stuff. And I like that she expanded more on her history of like how she even came to be such a known name. I thought she was a no-name prior to her dating Kanye, but that no, was not it. She was just a stripper before Kanye. Well, so she was a dancer. Kanye turned her to what she is today. Which, so, but You're I, welcome. I also felt her when she said that she just happened to be dating this famous guy, and then it, the world went crazy, that everybody had their own comments about her, and she was like, if they're going to call me a hoe, then I'm going to be a hoe. And she used that, she said, as her weapon. She over-sexualized herself purposefully to kind of get back at these naysayers. But she lost herself in the process. I don't know why she thought that would be it, get back at people. Well, okay. If anybody says that you can't do something, isn't your one of your automatic thoughts being like, of course I can do this, and then doing it? It's in that same guideline. Like, if you're going to tell me this, sure. then I'm going to be the best at it kind of a situation. I'm going to be a hoe. I'm going to be the best hoe there ever was. I felt for her. I felt it. You're going to say, you're going to look at the word hoe, and it's going to say Amber Rose. Listen, Amber has done a lot of things, uh, what is it, like she charitably. Got her, she like, got, yeah, she got her eyes done while she was on this Calvin is so mean show. about her physical appearance. But this lady hides behind these sunglasses. Like, I noticed, like, almost in every little... Aside that she does, she's ra- it's rarely her full face. It's usually her behind sunglasses. And they're huge sunglasses. They're not little, just covering the eye sunglasses. I wear my sunglasses to go and spy on my girlfriend. Listen, in my opinion, I feel like she uses that also as a mask. She uses that also to kind of shield her from people trying to see her vulnerabilities. So, but I felt for her. Like, that's, it, 
it was a crazy time. I remember when she first came out in the scene, everybody had a conversation. Everybody questioned her blackness. Oh, yeah, everybody deep. had something to say. She was kind of deep. She's high. <laughs> She's all right. So I thought they, I thought they, they killed these assignments. Um, and then we got to Ray J. <laughs> then we got to Ray J. This ne- oh god, he this sh- he shows up with a Darth Vader mask, Darth not the full mask, Vader just the mouth part. Mask, like he's uh, what's that guy in the, that Batman villain? Bane. Bane. He said, "Well, so technically, the assignment was bring an object. I don't know why he was like Darth Vader mask, mask to clash. but he brought one and." But his mask, he said, was Ray J. So I, <laughs> I didn't understand why we needed the Darth Vader mask other you, than he's extra. I told you he can't spell his real name. So, so he says Ray J is a persona. Ray J is a mask. He is re- usually just Ray, normal person. But Ray J has to keep the energy up, and he's the life of the party, and he starts speaking about himself in third person. And this is why he's the greatest actor oh in gosh. Hollywood. Because we can't tell a goddamn difference. <laughs> That's why he's the greatest actor, because we can't tell the difference. Anyway, so he closes them out, but they do really well for their assignments. Um, Then they get ready for the midterms. Okay, honestly, as somebody who also went to college, when I'm hearing what they've got to do for their midterms, it is light. It is light. They they have an American civics, uh, well, black history civics midterm, where they've got to write a one to two page paper. One to two pages. Most papers for midterms, five to six pages. Why? Seven to eight pages. You don't know how to freehand? Freehand, Calvin. You don't know how how to double space? Quadruple space? (laughs) Usually you have to to follow some sort of MLA format. It used to be MLA. I wonder if it's ALA now. But usually you have a lot of directions that you've got to follow for a college course, not a high school course. I turned a paper called Drupal space one time. Which is just one sentence. It was like sentence, skip four lines. Usually sentence, there's a whole thesis. You need supporting statements. They want your research. They want a lot of things. They told them, summarize your experiences that you've learned in this course and put it in a one to two page paper. That is easy. But I, they were like, that's too much. I had a teacher tell me that one time. I just blinked at her three times. You're so crazy, Calvin. You would have like, been well, with these celebrities. You know you're not going to do it. Summer school for you. Yes, summer school for me. To say that they're overwhelmed is an understatement. They are panicked because they're like we've got the civil rights midterm we've got the french midterm which apparently they have to videotape themselves hold having a french discussion with a bourgeois? fellow schoolmate oui, oui. Did you say bourgeois yeah bourgeois oui, oui. bonjour bonjour bourgeois, <laughs> oui, oui. <laughs> anyway and again it's not even a he said it doesn't even have to be a long conversation five minutes a bonjour, five minute conversation very interesting. Um, then their acting midterm requires them to do a mock job interview with their paired partner. Uh, and basically, it's improv. So they're getting graded on you know, their improv, improv flexibility. Is it entertaining? You know, Is it something worth watching kind of a deal? And then they also have an assignment with their acting class, I guess is what it's called, um, where they're talking about their metaphor, what metaphor best describes them. And we get a little breakdown of uh, how it's particularly very vulnerable for three of the of the celebs, which is Amber, Jocelyn, and Orion. Uh, Amber says, uh, for her metaphor, it's something about like getting Orion down the, tu- the tunnel or something. The tunnel what? Amber's metaphor was like trying to see the light at the end of a dark tunnel or something. What tunnel? 
Oh my gosh, Calvin clearly didn't Is pay her attention. Is her life that dark? So, yes, yes. So she's just on the precipice of suicide every day. Yes. So why is she still here? Because she's trying to fight it. So that's her discussion with the acting coach when they're ta- or the acting professor when he's talking to her about her metaphor assignment. He's asking her, where, okay, so she chose this particular metaphor. What is this rooted in? She talks about how it's rooted in the fact that uh, she didn't really have a relationship with her father. He kind of came into her life at a much later time. Uh, she was under the impression he didn't want anything to do with her. According to him, he was trying to be in her life, but her mom didn't want him to be in their lives. And it's her juggling, like, basically what these people want from her and are they truly are they truly well-intentioned and she starts to tear up and she starts crying and she immediately puts those sunglasses back over her face calvin thinks she's doing it for branding purposes i think it was a genuine reaction i think she's trying to sell glasses i'm really good at telling if somebody's fake crying or real crying especially if another female she was real crying anyway so she says that that we've been fake crying this whole time with me no those no I can't fake cry. I can't make tears fall out of my face fakely. You're crying right but now. But I'm an easy crier. You're crying I cry right easily. Now. Anyway, um, then we get Jocelyn. Uh, Jocelyn also has some vulnerability about her father not being in her life. In Jocelyn's case, her father passed very suddenly. And the way the news got delivered to her was just very flippantly, like very dismissively. And it really affected her because she felt like, the one person, I don't want to say the one person, but somebody who really loved her was now gone. And the way that she kind of found out, she wasn't taken care of at all. It was kind of just thrown on her shoulders. She was a child. She was a child who didn't know how to digest all this information. And it's kind of stayed with her. And then you've got Orion, which is and then his little Orion story on. is why I want to know more about Orion. His metaphor is about him becoming a celebrity at such a young age. It's rooted in him being a, a celebrity at 15, going on tour, and he feels like he really wasn't guided well on how to navigate that at all. I and I could that, see that. I guess that dude that touched some of B2K touched them too. There's a lot of can rumors. I, can, I, can, I, can I stop that one right there? Why? He wasn't a superstar. He didn't say superstar. He wasn't a star. He didn't say, honestly, he didn't say star. I'm saying celebrity. He said, I don't think I should have went on tour as young as I did. That's what he said. Oh, yeah, he shouldn't have went to tour because he didn't do anything. He was just there. <laughs> well, so again, my theory was, I think Omarion, because Omarion had his foot in with B2K, the family was like, let's get Orion in there and let's get him to do something. And clearly they knew enough people to get that to go. Because he had, if, again, if you look at Spotify, he got a little album out from that time period, like 2004, and he did go on a, a, a mall tour with, what's his face, uh, Sammy. He was part of that little, that little group of all these little young kids singing these I'm very deep songs. Sammy was the closer. He ha- yes, he was the bigger star. I've, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. So That's and not I think saying much, I think okay. Lloyd was also in that little group. Then Lloyd was the closer. No, because Lloyd wasn't hugely popular till a little a little bit later, past that. So it was because Sammy had the hit around that time frame. Oh, I got a whole story about that Sammy song. I liked the way. Uh huh. Got a whole story about that. Okay, and. It's, that it doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about right now. Not even the slightest. Calvin. Anyway, so then, um, I again, I want to hear more about that whole thing. So, so that's the three of them talking about that their metaphor assignment. Um, As then Omarion shows up to the damn house. That is, well, first Jocelyn meets Doctor Petty. 
Jocelyn yes. finally goes and talks to Dr. Petty. So Jocelyn goes and meets Dr. Petty. And again, the vibrato we got was Jocelyn being like, I don't care what she's got to say to me. I needed my rest. But we've also seen Jocelyn become really vulnerable and actually listen to Dr. Petty before. Because Dr. Petty be like, bitch, you think you're the only one with a body? I got a body too. I got body yada yada too. I'm just as sexy. Listen. Now, I would say this. Her baby hair is gone. Calvin, anyway. She let it go. Anyway. I just so, say that. Jocelyn goes to meet with Dr. Petty. And she, t- she tells Dr. Petty why she missed class. But, and Dr. Petty gives her the same speech of like, listen, either you're here or you're not. We need you to focus on school. Jocelyn tells her, I didn't know we were going to be doing school, school. Like, I didn't know it was going to be real college student things. And Dr. Petty goes, we are a real college. So, See, yes. No one takes them seriously. <laughs> That's what I've been saying the whole time. Well. I said that the whole time. But, they, but they, it ends on great terms. Jocelyn hears Dr. Petty out as she gets her little scolding. And she does agree that she's going to take it seriously. And she's going to try to move, do that moving forward. Um, and then Omarion shows up out of nowhere. For some reason. He comes touching himself all the way through into the <laughs> into the uh, house. Touching himself. He's like, touch. Mm, 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 touch. Mm, mm, mm. Turn the lights on. I just, I laughed out loud because a lot of the celebs are like, you guys look just alike. They're brothers. <laughs> They're brothers. No. There's, yeah, but then they look like twins. They do look like twins. They look like brothers. They look like twins. Not really. They got yeah, different they faces. Do. Yeah, they do. It's very interesting. Like if Orion Marion was the walk. Orion Marion. Jog through this neighborhood. I'd be like, oh shit, it's a Marion jogging through. They'd be like, eh, whatever. I'd go back to my house. If, as somebody who has a sister that people thought was my twin for a very, 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 very long time, I did not see that. I actually would probably throw a rock at him in his head and run back to my house. Anyway, I, I still don't know would. why Omarion is here. Anyway, Omarion shows up. They give him the zen. To, get, to bring the zen. He's brought sound bowls. If you don't know what sound bowls are, Google that. You can find it on a TikTok. That's some Wixful stuff. It's different variations and sizes of usually ceramic or glass bowls. And then you take like a sound bar or like it looks like a long stick and you rub it at the top of those bowls like you would the top of a glass to make that noise sometimes. Exactly like that. And it's supposed to help with meditation. It's supposed to help you sink in with all of the vibrations happening in your environment and kind of recenter and refocus. It's actually quite helpful in real life. It is actually quite helpful in real life. That is. But this a is Omarion. Of a bowl. It's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive. A waste of an eating bowl. But so Omarion's like, I'm here to bring like we're we're all gonna do like a little bit of a meditation session. And at first everybody's like, All right, we in, we'll do this. Hours pass. Hours hours pass. later. Amber and Ray J dip out because they're like i can't do this (laughs) forever i can't do this forever this is so long what is going on i'm hungry i got the sugar i gotta eat something i'm a diabetical (laughs) not a diabetic i have to eat then they go back finally they stop and they they get the celebs get back into getting ready for their midterms oh i probably must have left after that because i didn't know they finally got over well they cut to the next Whatever happened next. So we see everybody kind of spread out. Ray J's upset because everybody's doing their assignments, which they're, su- they're supposed to do. Anyway, so uh, it's like Tiffany, Quay, and a couple other people have like stretched out in the kitchen to really hunker down and get these assignments knocked out. And Ray J shows up in there and he's asking a bunch of questions and just being real loud. And Tiffany tells them about himself and tells them to get the heck out. Get the heck out. 
or do your assignment or something because you can't keep doing whatever you're doing right now. Uh, the day of the midterms, we find out that they're also running into more obstacles. Well, first of all, they're paired with actual college students, like I told Calvin they would be, to do these final projects. Why are they going to mess those kids' grades up? I wonder if these kids get extra credit because they're participating in this. So I don't know. I think it's in addition to. I don't think it's necessarily going to detract from what they already have to have. I should get an A because that's, that's what I'm saying. Torture. I think they do get maybe a little bit extra. Anyway. Their problem is they don't know how to manage their time. The celebrities? Yeah. Yes. That's their problem. They don't know how to manage their time. Yes. Speaking as a person who don't know how to manage their time, <laughs> but they don't know how to manage their Recognizing. time. Recognizing. Yes. And two, I had another cousin who was in classes with me, so I just let her. <laughs> Do your work for you? Kind of. Goodness gracious. So next day comes the day of the midterms. They got to be there and be on time because they got to do their acting midterm. They are paired up with each other for these acting midterms. However, they are having trouble leaving the house on time. Ray J can't find his phone. He is struggling to find his phone. Jocelyn has agreed to stay behind to ride with him. But we have Tiffany, Quay, Iman, Orion already out to head out to do their final. They get to their acting class. And the acting professor is like, what are you guys doing? They're like, we're here for the midterms. And he's like, how are you going to do your midterms without your partners? And they're like, uh, so what happens if we don't get our partners? He's like, you get an incomplete midterm. <laughs> You're like, wow, how are we going to do a mock interview with just the one person? Explain. So they're trying to get a hold of them. Ray J still can't find his phone. And that's where we end it. Are they going to be able to get their partners with them? Where are Parker and Amber? Are they also still at the house? Is Ray J going to find his phone? See you on the next episode of College Hill. The previews for next week. They, they've kind of been showing the same clip every week for the next episode. And it's Tiffany freaking out. Yes. And we haven't seen it happen yet. Oh, about her trying to get the D from Orion. No, it's, it's her saying she's overwhelmed about class. It's uh, Quay and them also saying they're not ready for the Magic City. Quay Ludes is never ready. Whatever. There's also a random part where amber and quay are fighting oh yeah quay and amber do get into a they get like spat. a little fallout and it's but a spat. who knows it's college hill it could be nothing but anyway it's a spatical but we we've got to be close to the end they're already doing their midterms they're going to do this little magic city thing i can't see this being any uh, more more than like two episodes i know the alabama state is not gonna let them get on those, that field and embarrass them <laughs> because whatever band they're going against Trust me. Well, they're going against another Alabama school, A&M. They're going against Alabama Trust me, A&M. Alabama A&M is going to bring the heat. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. People only go for the bands. They don't give two shits about these football <laughs> teams. Okay? Well, I noticed nobody wanted to be a cheerleader. They're all doing stuff for bands. No band. one cares about the football team. Mm-hmm. When you go to HBCU, everybody go to the games for the band, especially football. Like Howard Holcoming, no one gives a damn about that football game. Mm-hmm. They go there for the band who they're playing listen when we went to that basketball game that was the highlight of my evening we watched seventy thousand games but i distinctly remember the band and it was only half of the band for that one basketball team that unfortunately was not very good i don't even remember who it was i want to say arkins uh or texas maybe it was texas no i'm pretty sure neither of them were here louisiana no <laughs> calvin it, clearly, it was a southern band, so it had to be one of those. 
All right, we'll figure it out. Anywho, uh-huh. but that band was the best. It was great. But uh, yeah, that's the only reason you go to homecomings at HBCUs. Mm-hmm. So, like South Carolina State homecoming, we just go for the band. Because the homecoming and the band and the uh, step shows mm-hmm. and the battle of the bands are going to be the ish. That's the only reason you go. Okay. Your football team can lose 77 to nothing. Right. The band was lit. Well, um, hopefully we get to see something with this next episode, but we'll find out. Yep. Do you like that? Because we like that. Listen to us on all podcast platforms, especially Spotify, Interact, do all the things. Because you know we like that. All right, this week on terrible movies that sometimes are so bad they're good, 2B edition, we watched The Get Back. Hey, The Get Back. Take my life. Try to give me life. Big take back. I don't don't know. Wow. Anyway. It's like a James Brown song. I don't know karate, but I know crazy. Yes, you do. The cover for this. Is Theo Rossi, who's from Sons of Anarchy, also Power. Forgot he was in that show. Calvin remembered. He's also was that Black Lightning show, wasn't he? Was he? Wasn't he one of the villains for Black Lightning? Maybe. Or was it uh the Cage one? I Luke have Cage. no idea. Was it Luke Cage? Maybe Luke Cage. Def- definitely another black show for yeah. sure. Yeah. It might have been Luke Cage. So Theo Rossi. I have misgivings about Theo Rossi. Do you remember the whole scandal around him being in Sons of Anarchy? No. Okay, so in Sons of Anarchy, he played a character who was a part of this white power group, but he is actually, like, part black. That was his whole storyline. And then people had a lot of questions about his actual ethnicity, and he was never, like, clearly stating whether or not he had, like, some black heritage. And he's in a lot of these black shows. And it's... I feel like it's a situation where he's not black, but he is a bunch of other ethnicities. But he's also using the possibility that he might be black. To, to get a paycheck? Yeah. Welcome, I don't know how true that is. Welcome but, to the world of but, everybody. Well, so uh, it features Dio Rossi, who plays a guy named Mal Cooper, who's a bounty hunter, whose uh, only life is the so-called bullshit of tracking down people. I'm reading a synopsis. So the so-called yeah, bullshit of tracking down yeah, people. He's pretty much an ex-cop turned body bounty hunter. Basically, uh, he stopped being a cop when he knocked out a senator's son that got away with rape, which was the most random exposition. So random. Anyway, they never say who the senator is. They never actually become an act. I thought the senator was going to be the person that was ultimately doing all of the chaos. Had nothing to do with anything. You... So thought too much into the plot line. Good. It, they let us know that he knocked out some a, a, a rapist, but happened to be a senator's son, and then he lost his job for it. He also lost his marriage and pretty much everything else. <laughs> the only thing he has is getting drunk and watching revenge-o-matic movies in his ex-wife's home when she's not there, which I think is uh, breaking and entering, but whatever. Which is very, very creepy and possibly stalkerish, like, they also keep mentioning this ex-wife. We never see her. And apparently she's on a honeymoon with her new husband. Apparently she's smart enough not to come home. 
just that because she knows he's there it, we didn't need it she doesn't show up whatsoever anyway point is next thing is she probably has the video door uh, the ring or yeah, something the ring that's why i doubt it then uh his latest job comes from his boss alexander rogan who is also a sons of anarchy alumnus uh okay. and he's supposed to track down a kid named jake gordon who's the only witness for a crime lord who's named Alonzo Beaumont. These names, Alonzo Beaumont. Alonzo Beaumont. A.K.A. Tretch. From Naughty by Nature. Oh, I said it correctly. Look at that. Um, And also, why? Also, And then, um, in a case that involves mercenaries, crooked cops, and no small amount of twists and turns, apparently. He also has to deal with his old partners in the police department, like his old boss. Chief Joe Malazzo, who's played by Dermot Mulroney, and his informant, Trina, played by Tamika Bob, which is the black lady. That's the black lady. Oh, okay. So, we kick off the movie with Mal Cooper talking to a bouncer who is five times the size of him. And he's like, I need to get in this back room you're blocking. And he's like, no, you're members only. And he's he pulls out a $100 bill. A hundred dollar bill, not several. One pulls out a hundred dollar bill and says, "Either you can take this money and let me come in, or we can go to blows." And sure, you're gonna hurt me and break some ribs, but I'm gonna bust your face, and now you'll be ugly. What do you want to do? And the guy takes a hundred dollar bill. It moves out the way. <laughs> it just—it was the most bizarrest conversation. But they're supposed to—they're trying to establish that like he's no nonsense and he's not afraid to throw fists. And he's a very, he's a small man. He's a small man. This whole movie is small. It's, yeah. And ugh. bad. Ugh. So anyway. then he goes into the back room. Yes. He's looking for this one guy. They're playing poker. Yes. The black lady's like, can I help you? He's like, guys, before you get up, I just want him or whatever. The black lady goes, who the F are you? And he goes, I'm whatever my name is. What's his name again? Mal. Mal. I'm, I'm a body hunter. I came in for him. Actually, he doesn't say any of that. The guy says that. The guy he's after says all of that. No, actually, it was one of the guys at the table who randomly knew who he was. He knew that he was a former cop. He cop. knew, And he knew that he was a bounty hunter, but he didn't yeah. know who he was there for. Yeah. And then the other guy was like, he's here, here for, for me. me. Yeah. So he's like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Show your hand. The dude shows his hand. And the lady's like, that's a good, some good card. She showed her hand. She had four of a kind. She said, but he lose. had a full house? He had, he, had a, he had three of a kind and a pair. Uh, I didn't look at his hand. I know the girl had... Four of a kind. He she had, won. He had three A's and then a pair. So he had a... Uh, a full house. No. A yeah, flush. Yeah, yeah. I think he had a full house. Yeah, full house. Full house. She had four of a kind, which beats a full house. I Poker is weird. So... So... He was like, I'll pay you double to Mal, the bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was going to pay him double with his winnings. That's why Mal says, throw your cards on the table. Throws his cards on the table, and it's not a winning hand. And the lady's like, well, you broke. And he goes to leave, but Mal shoots him in the thigh. No, he gets up to try to shoot Mal, and sh- Mal shoots him in the leg, and he falls down. You know, why did you shoot me? You're like, I could have shot you in that pretty face. None of this made sense. None of it. And because he shot him in the thigh. You can die from blood loss. There's main arteries in your leg. But somehow that turned on the the boss lady uh-huh. at the card table. She uh-huh. like, anytime you're trying to... Stop working that shitty job as a bounty hunter. You come work for me, honey. Well, she said, yeah. Anytime you want to stop the bullshit as a bounty hunter. Or bounty hunter bullshit. Come work for me. And he says his tagline. I like that bullshit. 
That's his tagline. He's going to say it several times in this film. So then... We, we will not say it anymore. Because <laughs> it's not worth it. Then he goes in and checks in with his boss, who is Alexander Rogan. And he plays as this like sleazy guy who's a fast talker and clearly a liar. And he basically... Is he, though? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, he's like, I got another job for you, and it's a job for him to go and track down this guy named Jake Gordon. Jake Gordon's wanted... Because uh, no one knows where he is, apparently. And he's supposed to be testifying for this Alonzo Beaumont, who apparently was like some kind of kingpin crime lord. But he's in jail for the murder of two cops. But apparently this kid who's trying to testify is going to testify that it's not well, Alonzo. Yeah, that was a twist. The twist is he's not testifying against Alonzo. He's testifying for Alonzo. Can you call it a twist when they tell you in like the second third of the movie that that's exactly what he's doing well he didn't tell him to because at first he thought he was going to try to huge uh the guy belmont whatever his name is we weren't even halfway through the movie when he was like it's because blah 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 like they didn't string it out boop, boop, boop. so anyway but that but that's the, so the if it is a twist that's a twist so the second reason i hate this movie is because the guy who's what's his name calvin what i i, I had a brave heart so the guy who Supposed to be testifying for Beaumont. Uh huh. That guy, he literally played a character in a video game that I kind of hate. So that's another reason. Jake why Gordon. So the yeah, guy Jake who plays Gordon. Jake Gordon, yeah. Calvin, for whatever reason, has beef with. Yeah, I hate his. I hate his face. I don't understand. Because of that game, makes me hate his. Face. You know that he didn't. That's not a real person. He had to read lines. Somebody wrote lines for him to do. Yeah, he was in the game. His face was in the game. Yeah. To so, read I, lines. Yeah, I hate his face. Anyway. Which makes me hate this movie anymore. Anywho. So so the whole rest of the movie is Jake Gordon Protecting. trying to figure out how to make it to this court for him to testify so that he can help Alonzo. Yeah. Jake gets found by Mal almost immediately. We get a whole scene where supposedly Jake is undercover. He's dating some white woman he has zero chemistry with. They're supposed to be getting it on in the hotel room, but it Get just it looks on. real sad. And it gets interrupted because Mal's there. He's figured out where Jake is. And he's like, you got to come with me. I'm a bounty hunter. Jake's like, I made my bail. I don't have, I'm not running out on anything. Why you got, why do I got to come with you? And he's like, we need to make sure you go to court to testify. Because Mal's under the assumption at that point that he's supposed to be testifying against Alonzo. And Jake says, no. And they kind of get into it, but Mal wins. And as they're making their way in the parking lot to go into the car, they get attacked by hitmen. There's because people trying to stop them. They end up in the parking lot because I guess Jake tries to run. No, they were supposed to get in his car. His car's in the parking lot. Yeah, Jake tried to run at first, and he caught him in the parking lot, knocked him down. Then he gave him that change of clothes and like, let's go to my car. But before they go to the car, a random cop or ex-cop pulls up trying to kill them. Well, kill the guy. This is all in a parking lot. Yeah. 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 So Calvin. then he kills the guy, finds out the guy's ex-cop because he has help. Mal kills the guy. He's yeah. very descriptive in his summaries, as you can tell. There's yes. a whole point where they are literally throwing punches instead of shooting each other, and Mal beats the dude's head in with his gun. Which, by the way, he, for some reason, couldn't reload. Nothing made sense. Yeah. When did he get bullets? He had unlimited bullets. I don't know. And then all of a sudden ran out at the end of the movie. It didn't make sense. 
Yeah, he randomly ran out when he needed bullets. It didn't make sense. So now they, so now they've legitimately killed a cop in trying to get Jake. Actually, ex cop. Oh, he was a former cop. Yeah, he was a former cop. But the point was, he was corrupt. So he's yeah. one of the corrupt ones. They don't care, basically. Yes. Um, and they go on this spree, and it's just scene after scene of these two not really trusting each other, getting attacked by various mercenaries and hitmen, and very badly choreographed fight action and fight scenes. You'll see people shoot one way, and bullets are hidden in a different do- direction. Then it seems like one time they shot at him, and he was surprised. <laughs> he didn't know the bullets were coming. He didn't his know way. it was coming. <laughs> he almost dropped his gun, but no one decided to take it out the movie and reshoot it. For- they- they just kept it in. It is give it, it it it's trying to give you the feel of an indie film, but clearly it has a Tubi budget. Clearly. Yes, because I was expecting somebody in their backyard right. with their iPhone. <laughs> right. And like some something being there in the next six second you look, it's not there, and you're like, Okay, that's redundant. It's crazy. So the other thing is Mal has to use his cop connections to try to stay one step ahead of all these guys that are trying to kill them. So he's asking uh, what's her face? Trina? The girl. Yeah, Trina. Of course it's Trina. She's black. So he's asking one of the black cops he used to work with there, this lady named Trina, to kind of look up some names and see what's going on and why is this kid, you know, facing this much danger. Trina is finding out that there's a whole corruption case happening uh, in terms of the police and it's going up the chain. So she's like, we need to only tell this to people we trust. She tells the chief and she tells her existing partner. Um, However, it doesn't seem to help anything because they keep getting caught up in these situations they where they're almost founded. dying. They keep getting founded. Also, Trina's wig is a hat. That's a hat on a head. That's not a wig. Trina's, it is ill-fitting and humongous. Trina's face is a face on a wig. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so Trina... Um, body didn't match it did. at all. <laughs> Calvin, anyway, so bad. So then, uh, again, it's just them. It's Jake. It's it's it, it was giving me like buddy cop. They're trying to do like a buddy cop scenario situation. The one with that little black kid. Black kid, like cop and a half. Yeah. No. Yeah, I got cop and a half. How? Because the other guy was trying to say funny, witty stuff, and it didn't. It didn't hit at all. That's the only reason this reminds you of cop and a half. Yeah, because he said, like, "I want to be." Not the fact that that kid was also a witness to a crime and they needed him to testify and they paired him up with that cop. Not that part. Just because they're funny and witty. We need to watch that movie because I did not know he was a witness to a crime. That was the whole reason he was paired with that cop, with Burt Reynolds, was because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time and he witnessed a major crime. They needed him to testify against this guy. The mom wasn't comfortable with her child being in the middle of all of that. So she wanted protection. They get Burt Reynolds to be the protector. They also hint at a romance between Burt Reynolds and the mom. Well, actually, that kid was kind of funny. Calvin. You know that kid is in Waterboy. Doing what? He's the black guy in, Wa- in Waterboy. He's the field goal kicker in Waterboy? He's Water the Boy? field goal kicker Shut in Waterboy. That's the same kid. Shut. No. Yes. Are you, now I got to go watch Waterboy. <laughs> also to get the bad taste of this movie out of my mouth. But yeah, I need to go watch Waterboy. Wow. Yeah. That's him. I learned. See how watching bad movies gets you to learn something? <laughs> so anyway. bad movies do this, uh, serve a purpose. Anyway, back to this terrible movie. So wow. there's a scene where they are at, is it a gas? It's a gas station. Yes. They stop. They end up, they flip cars. They're broken. 
They need to find cover. First of all, the, the fact that their car flipped for no reason made no sense to me. Again, thirdly, they're flipping on a road that has no other cars. The, all yeah. the other cars are on the other side. You of can the tell road. they're on the side street. <laughs> so, and two, they shot the other guy in the head. His car perfectly stops. Perfectly stopped. Not not injured. No, there's nothing broken on it. Why did we leave that car and walk to a gas station? Because we needed to get to the next scene, apparently. They go to this gas station, and they're met with a dude who has a shotgun, who I thought was going to be a one-off character, who was just going to give him a hard time. But he becomes like an integrated friend of theirs. Gus? Gus admits to murder. I thought... He openly admits to murder. Kinda. Kind of. Kind of. It's open-ended. We don't know if Gus really killed that person. He just said, I I fixed it. Why did we get the story in the first place? Why? <laughs> Why? Because I think it's connected to the senator he it was wasn't. talking about. Yeah. It wasn't at all. The dude he's throwing darts at on the board is the senator. The, the son, senator's son is the guy that they were talking about. But it's all connected to but the But he senator. said he murdered the person who did what they did to his son. He murdered that person, which is not the senator's son. Senator's son is healthy and well. I think it was the senator. I think he killed the senator. The senator's not dead. Well, who the hell did Gus kill? That's what I'm saying. Why did we get this story? <laughs> who did Gus kill? <laughs> what, what poor person did Gus murder? Well, I'm confused. First of all, did Gus mur- murder the right person? Because <laughs> I saw the dartboard. And he said that's the senator on the dartboard. Right. So I'm assuming that the senator did something to Gus. Watch this movie. Let us know if I'm wrong. But that's not what he says. Gus says he doesn't like that guy. But then he says that he got rid of the person that was causing his family harm. And no one is ever going to find that person. And it can't be the senator because he's still he's the one that got what his face fired. I think, he's alive. And I, the son of that senator also alive. I think Gus is talking about Gus. I think <laughs> Gus is the one that accidentally drove drunk and killed his son. It was so random. Gus comes out of this hard-ass character threatening them. He tells them they got to buy stuff from his station or they can't be there. They do because for whatever reason, Jake is walking around with a duffel full of cash. And then Which we have a... no one ever says anything about, oh, we don't I know I was why. thinking, oh, they're after him for the money. Him as an accountant for that drug lord or crime boss, whatever. Maybe he took money that wasn't his. Nope. He just has a bag of cash. Because he's a swindler and a fast talker <laughs> it himself. It doesn't make sense. We have a scene where we learn more about Jake's background. He's got a mother who is senile or maybe has dementia or maybe has Alzheimer's. I don't know. Because senile will be, she wouldn't, she recognized the cop dude from but, punching whatever. But she also recognized her son at first. And, so then, I, and then it went away. So I think it's dementia. I don't know. We don't know. And I don't think the movie knows either, to be fair. I don't think the movie's giving it that much thought either. But he's on the the phone with her, and at first she's like, I love you, son. And then as the conversation progresses, she's like, look, sir, if you don't hang up this phone, I'm going to talk to your supervisor. Like I said, dementia, because I've had people in my family with dementia. Mm -hmm. Um, My aunt would talk to me. I have to walk her down, who I was. She'd be like, oh, okay. She would turn her head turn right back to me and call me somebody else. And I would yell at her repeatedly. This movie is not going to be that sensitive to looking at diagnoses like this. Do not call me that person. (laughs) My name is this person. The story we get from Jake is that his dad worried himself to death, literally, trying to take care of his mother. Yes. And trying to find money to keep her in the care home that she's in. And he died of a broken heart. Apparently. Not a heart attack. Apparently. He was 
brokenhearted. So once he passed, Jake had to figure out how to make enough money to support his mom being in this care home. And that's how he got into business with Beaumont. Thus the hustler. I still don't know why he has this bag of cash. He, um, was, in a, he was the accountant randomly. Oh, also Jake and Mal get into a fist fight on the side of the road after they flip their cars. That's and then laugh and hug. That's not even important. It was so all. random. None of this movie is important, actually. So, gas station again. So, they're still at the gas station. They're trying to figure out what their next move is because they don't have a vehicle at this point. At all. <laughs> even though there's tons of vehicles at this gas station just randomly sitting there. But we don't have a car. They're trying to get a hold of Mal's boss, Alex, to figure out what their next step can be. Alex meets them at the gas station. He gets the same shakedown that Gus gave them about having to buy something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we find out Alex has betrayed them. Dun, dun, dun. Somehow he put two two together really, really fast. He's like, who would you sell me out? It didn't out make sense. Alex is like, hey, I'm here, buddy. What's the next step? And then Mal goes, who else did you talk? Who else did you talk to? And Alex goes, what are you talking about? And he goes, since you've been here the whole two seconds, you've been looking around like you're waiting for something. And yeah, nigga, you. you. I'm waiting on you. <laughs> waiting yeah. on you. I'm waiting on you. No one was coming out. Well, I was you getting shut down. I just saw you. You were waiting on me. But apparently Mal is right because apparently he, he did call somebody because we get people coming up, um, immediately shooting at them, trying Sniped. to stop them. Seven feet from his the body. He was sniped. But also, they didn't even shoot Mal. They shot Alex immediately, who is not near Mal at all. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. We don't need any witnesses. It didn't make any sense. So they kill the boss. They kill Mal's boss, Alex. Um, and then it's a, you know, it's a shootout at the OK Corral. Gus, with his trusty shotgun, takes out the sniper. Uh, I got the sniper! Mal has a hand-to-hand fight with another one. And then Jake also has a hand-to-hand fight with somebody else. There's three, four. Four dead bodies. There's the three mercenaries that came and Alex all littered over this gas station. The guys look at Gus and go, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Gus, Gus goes, goes, okay. okay. <laughs> gives, he gives him keys to a truck and is unfazed about all these bodies lying Gus in the like gas station. $100,000, I guess. I, mean, I don't even, I think they gave him 10 grand. They gave him a little stack. Stack, maybe 10 grand, he I don't get, know. For the car and then... Mal goes, I need another favor. Give us an hour. Call the cops. On myself? For what? They're going to see these dead bodies and be like, it's cool? No, call my friend. That's what he says. But he says, he says, call the cops and tell them whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he does. He gives them the message. Uh, He gives a message to his friend Trina. Trina realizes it's a code. And they meet up later. Uh, Somehow, they get to Mal's ex-wife's apartment that he's been... What do they call it when you just stay somewhere and you decide it's your place and it's not? Squatting. Yep. He's squatting there. And <laughs> again. I do, it, Apparently she doesn't have any alarms to her apartment or anything. For, how did how did Trina get she in? She has no doorman. How nobody. Did Tr- how did Trina get in this apartment? So anyway, they get in the apartment. Apparently she leaves keys under the mat. And Mal goes, how long have you been here? And Jake goes, who are you talking to? And Trina pops out from behind the couch. As if you can see the bad wig laying on the couch. And so many questions. And she's like, how did you know I was here? He's like, you left your shoes at the door. How'd you get in? Anyway, they discuss what she's found. Basically, she knows it's about corrupt cops. She's been chasing all of these leads down. She's told the chief. She's told her partner. They're helping, apparently. Yada. She's, and she lets us know all of this. All of this, all at one time. So it's very clear. It's got something to do with the chief and her partner. So anyway, 
somebody knocks at the door and Mal goes, don't answer it. No one's supposed to know we're here. And she further reiterates that she's told everyone. What are you talking about, Mal? So she goes to open the door. She recognizes it's her partner. And he just immediately shoots and kills her. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. (laughs) So then then Mal immediately kills him because apparently he's got a reflex finger when he feels like it. Rock-a-bye, baby. Not rock-a-bye. He's sad about the passing Katrina, but now they got to get out of this apartment. And again, leaving places with a bunch of bodies in it. I like how they just leave dead people everywhere. Do you know how messed over his ex-wife is now? Because she, he's got two dead bodies at her house. Anyway. Yes. That's Anywho. a hell of a carpet uh, bill. It's, oh, goodness. So. New paint on the wall. Then we get a showdown. I don't, I don't even remember. Oh, no. So I think I'm skipping apart. Oh, they almost had a shootout also at What's-His-Face's. His mom's place, too. Yeah, so he goes to see his mom before they go to the apartment. His mom doesn't know who he is, whatever. They leave. Two mercenaries are there. They kill them. They get in their Trans Am. As soon as they're pulling off a Trans Am, a random police officer who finally responds to shooting, <laughs> by the way. And the, the killer's Trans Am is what he said. That's yes. what he meant. So, finally, cops show up to shooting. And one cop, just not not a whole fleet, just one. <laughs> just one. One person is doing... were shots, we only yes. have the one cop. One cop was doing their job that, that time. And they chased him for like two a lights. Two lights. Two lights. A block. Lights. A city block. He does a Yui, and then... That's how he gets away from him. They're uh, driving in a straight line. He makes a left. He's left. And apparently the in cop the was dust. like, well, he made too many lefts. I can't catch him. <laughs> <laughs> Chase over. Chase, chase over. over. <laughs> I can chase oh. him when you make one left, but when you make two. He is a wheel devil, let me tell you. I can't catch you at that point. <laughs> so, so then they end up, where were they? A warehouse? They end up at the ex-wife's house. They leave after the shooting happens. Right, they, go, they, they leave the ex-wife's now house. They're, I guess they're going through like the maintenance tunnel or something? Of I what? Know. I don't know where they were. I was very confused. The parking confused. lot maintenance tunnel? I don't know. All of a sudden. So confused. He gets shot. Mal they, gets shot. They're in a random place in a dark. And there's mercenaries still chasing after them. Mm-hmm. Mal does get shot. He gets shot. It looks like he got shot in the same place Trina did. And she died immediately. Yes. Then, But Mal is keeping it together. We find out it is the chief. The chief is the reason all of this is going down. Buh, buh, buh. He's, He's got, the bad guy. He shoots Jake in the leg. He shot Mal. He's like, I did it. And, and Jake is like, has, why? Then he has to give a diatribe after that because, you know, the villain always has to tell you his backstory, how he became bad. Listen, the faces that he is making is hysterical. It's cartoonish. He's just, he's just like, I had to have it all. I got in weight over my head. It was supposed to be a couple of little things, and those escalated to big things, and then I just had to have everything. No, actually, I was a good cop once. <laughs> and then one day, I looked the other way. And it was more money than I ever made in my paycheck. And then you know what? I did it once, then I did it again, and then I got a drill. In he March. says it's a lot faster. He says it much faster than this. I liked it. Because he's screaming it at this point. <laughs> at I this point, I couldn't stop. It was like a drug. It did. He gave such a long speech. I had to kill those good cops because. Got, he said they were getting greedy. They, they were skimming greedy. off the top. They're skimming off the top. I didn't, it didn't, what? Anyway. No one's going to take my cut. So he, he manages to tell us all of his exposition, and then Mal says, okay, you told us everything, so now I can shoot you. Yes. And he kills him. It's, just, it's like a cartoon where the villain tells you everything. 
instead of just killing you. They're tied up. Why are you doing this? Well, <laughs> well you piss your kids. Let almost me break me. it down. And then you've got Jake hovered over Mal, who is fading into the light, and be, and he's just like, "Stay around, Mal." And Mal's like, "You need to get out of here, Jake." And he's, I'm like, "Where is he going to go?" And he's going to go back to 2K in a basketball game <laughs> and become a DJ who Jake plays basketball. Jake is supposed to be shot. Where is he going to go? Anyway, he does. He leaves. He's like, "Thank you for everything, Mal." He leaves. In the afterparts, with Mal sitting in the hospital, Trip. apparently. Apparently surviving. Miraculously surviving all of the shooting. Tretch shows up. We find out that Jake did make it to do the testifying to free Tretch of the one crime. Actually, he didn't make it. He, he went straight to Miami. No, he did make it. No. Mal did a uh, whatever that cleared no, his name. No, he said in addition to Mal's statement. So that oh, guy still okay. gave his testimony. Okay, okay. And then he went to Miami. Oh, okay, cool. I thought Mal just gave it like a testimony or whatever. No, so when Treach comes in to pay Mal, apparently the fee that he agreed to pay his boss at the time, he says, in addition to, because the, what's-his-face's testimony would have only have it, uh, exonerated him of the one crime, but he got it dismissed, which is different than an exoneration. Okay. And that was because Mal gave a statement, which also, how the heck, would this statement from an ex-cop, current bounty hunter, clear you of everything? Anyway. Anywho. Also, when would he have the time to do that? Wasn't he in a coma? Why are we trying to make this make sense? <laughs> we also missed the whole scene in part where Tretch is in jail and they tried to kill him. Why did they randomly. show this? It was so... We- did they try to kill him? Yeah. Did they? Yeah, I they- don't know. They were loading him in a van to take him to court. No, there's a scene before that where he's sitting down reading a book. Uh-huh. These two white dudes approach him, mm-hmm. and they try to beat him up and kill him. He said, tell your boss, send some other dudes next time, which was like a two-second fight. He didn't knock neither of them out. I just thought that was like supposed to be like prison behavior, like who's the biggest dog or whatever. That's mm-hmm. what I thought that was. I didn't think they were trying to kill him. I thought they were just trying to beat him up. No, they're trying to kill him. Uh, who knows? It didn't, when they showed, who cares? When they showed this guy, it doesn't make sense. So it doesn't. Nothing made sense. So we've got Mal in the hospital, apparently healing from his wounds miraculously. Treach is Treach. 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 Treach is there. Oh my God. With a huge envelope of money. It By turns the way, out. Can I say something? You can say all these other tons of words, but you can't say Treach. <laughs> Treach is the one slip Because up for in you. my head, I see it spelled T R E A C H, and I want to say Treach. You want to say Trench? I want to say Treach, like a teacher. I want to say Treach. Not like, Treach. Oh, but, La- but Latusha's name. Latasha's name, who's Who? spelled like Latusha, doesn't match you up. No, because she says it's Latasha, and it's spelled phonetically like that. That's Sounds how you would like phonetically Latusha. say it. Latusha. There's no. a T C H in there. There's yeah, there is a C H A there. But the, but that T O would would make you say Latasha. No. Shh. It's a C S H word. C H can sound like after an O. That doesn't mess you up. No. But saying Tretch. Messes you up. <laughs> no, anyway, Why? Anyway. Because I want to say it phonetically. I need to get to the bottom of this because this makes no sense to me. Anyway, so he shows up <laughs> to Mal's hospital room to pay him. And apparently he agreed to a huge sum of money with Alex, his boss. So and Mal is like, is. Mal's like, this is too much money. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't supposed to get this. And he's like, listen, you did me a solid. Not only did you get 
not only did you find Jake, you also gave your statement. They dismissed my case. You you earned this money. And then um, Mal's like, I'm not, I can't accept this money. And he's like, listen, you know what? How about you take a job for me? Stop this bunny hounder bullshit. And what do we get? We get his tagline. We get his tagline. I like that bullshit. Yep. I, I guessed. I, I, said that. I don't know why we want that to be his tagline anyways. <laughs> Seems like this is going to be a 2B series. It was. It did lead like to be deleted. back at it again. It's to need to be deleted. That guy takes, what's his face? Beaumont. Beaumont leaves the cash on the table. I thought he was going to give it to that nurse. After, he, after Beaumont leaves the money on the table, a nurse comes in to give him his mail. I don't know anybody who receives mail in a hospital. Jerron, if you're there long enough. If people know you're there, yeah. That the post office is now forwarding your mail to the hospital? Does the rest of this movie make sense? <laughs> Does the rest of this movie make we sense? Find, he doesn't give the money to the nurse like I thought he was. I thought he was going to be like, that's so for you. So the rest of this movie doesn't make sense. Why are we wondering on how the hell he's getting mail in jail? Listen. Uh, not jail. I mean in, at the hospital. As he's Why looking through his care? mail, he sees a postcard that says, welcome to Miami. Welcome to Miami. And it's clearly from Jake. And he's like, get well soon or whatever. And that's how they end this crazy behind movie that surprisingly has a lot of high ratings. So what's the next to be awful? This is what we're going to call this segment, to be awful. <laughs> Are we going to watch? I don't know. I'm going to leave that one up to you. Aren't I you chose that one. one. You see, we'll see some preaching one that looks like it's I want to watch the sequel. And in order for us to watch a sequel, we're going to have to watch the first one. And I don't know that you want to do all that. So we can do both. Okay. So this one looks like uh, to be independent that was shot in the back, somebody's backyard. <laughs> so we, you all know this one is going to be awfully bad. Lovely. So okay. So now my question though is, they got to know that these movies are, are aren't great. So are they doing this because they just love film, or do you think they're like, no, there's a market in making movies like this because people will hate watch it. It's content. They okay. just need content. All right. And that's it. What did you think of the movie overall? Would you watch it again? Why? <laughs> one question. Why? If this does become a series, would you be like, we got to watch the first one again so we get ready for the sequel? Why? People do it with Fast and Furious all the time. Fast and Furious. All of them suck. I don't care who wants to fight me on that. They all suck. <laughs> all of them. But you know what I will Pre-rock, say? Pre-rock, post-rock, all suck. I will say at least they're fun like they're not great films they're not but they're fun fun. they're not even fun that's a lie that's not a lie you wouldn't even be aware of it if you didn't watch at least one i watched i got to maybe to three there's like 19 of them that is true but you also saw more than one so that was too too many honestly though the first one was really good i still really like the first fast and furious the first one was shitty in my opinion, that was the best one, and I'm then sorry. and then we became Crap. supernatural uh, creatures after that. Uh, Not t- dodging full bullets, going to space. Wait a minute, they went to space. Yes, Ludacris and Tyrese go to space in a homemade ship to stop a satellite. You're lying. Nope. I wish everybody could see my face. Right <laughs> I wish. Nope. See what you're missing? You see what you're missing there? I have a daily. See that? I missed nothing. Hilarious. Does Ludacris and Tyrese look like two people to be in space? Ludacris is 
went from being this like loud MC in the fran- in the franchise universe to a tech wizard. All of a sudden, he was hacking computers. Well, when you putting nitrous oxide in a car, you got to know how much you can. And, all that stuff. <laughs> and so that translates you, to uh, code. It was just it was, apparently okay. that makes you a computer engineer. That's what I think we should do a breakdown of Fast and Furious movies. No, thank you. I would, no, no, I don't have that much time in my life left to do. All right. Well, that's all that I could think of. Uh, we're recording this during Memorial Day weekend, so hopefully everybody has a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. Booyaka! <laughs> don't know what to say. Um, what's the name of that movie you're going to be watching after the pre- Teacher's Pet Prayer? I don't know. Teacher's Prayer. I have preacher's no idea. Prayer. I have no idea what a they're called. Preacher's Honey Prayer. I don't know. I think that's what it should be called, but that's not what it's called. You used to have the fire for Jesus. Now you just got the fire for the Is devil. Is that a real saying? Yes, you. That even. can't be a real saying. That's a real. That's a real. You used saying, to have fire even. for Jesus. Yeah. How does that relate to anything? Is it know. biblical? You never heard Holy Ghost spells fire baptized. Mm-mm. I forgot you're a heathen. <laughs> I forgot you're going to hell in a handbasket. I, I forgot that. I forgot your soul. Have you even been baptized? I haven't been baptized, but I have accepted Jesus into my life more no. than once. Have you been baptized? You got to be born again, woman. No. You got to be born. But again. I have had the whole stand aside and accept Jesus into your no. life speech. No. And I had that twice. Everyone's done it nine thousand times. Oh. Sometimes it doesn't take. Oh. Like my mom said, it didn't take. Oh. Anywho, um, no. Have you been? Have you been dipped in the water? My, I did not go to churches where they did that. So have no. you been christened? No. Oh, you just a walking flame for the devil, huh? What does that mean? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna have the a priest come in and do an exorcism on you because I don't know what. That's demons. Catholic. I don't know. I don't know what demons. In what me. is your denomination? Whatever. Pentecostal. Whatever church I go to. How been the church you grew up in? What is that one? I don't know. Holiness, Pentecostal, Protestant. You're I don't know worst. what it is. You're the worst. Not everybody does baptism, so that's why I was asking. Mm-mm. So I guarantee you when they do a Christian, we should go get you Christian. You should be like a 38-year-old Christian. <laughs> you'd be the oldest person to ever get christened. Actually, no. I'm sure there's much older people doing it. No, I'm pretty sure you'd be the oldest. Doubt it. You're the only heathen. Born-again Christians run the gamut. Whatever. You're a heathen. So your forehead will probably start smoking. And smoking? Oh, they put, you in a, they put you in the water to get baptized. The water might bubble. At least I won't drown. I'm like you. I didn't drown. I, I did thought I was possessed, though, because the nitrous oxides in the water that I got baptized they, in. They don't put nitrous oxides in the water. I'm sorry. The sulfur in the water where I got baptized <laughs> was so high and concentrated that my eyes started burning. I'm like, maybe my mom, cause my mom said, you yeah, yeah, goddamn devil. You're acting just like the goddamn. I'm like, oh, oh, my eyes are burning. Maybe I am the devil. Uh, uh. Well, it turns out it was a shipyard right across and <laughs> a gas station right across. And a lot of those chemicals probably got in that water. We shouldn't have been in and getting baptized. So I didn't have spirits on me. I just wasn't very polluted water. This, oh, this wasn't in a tub. I'm thinking this is in a tub in a church. No, I got you went to baptized the you went to in the a Wando River. Wow. A river <laughs> with a high sulfur in it. High. Wow. High salt. Yeah. Because wow. I literally thought, I'm like, oh, my eyes are running. I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. I got scared. I'm like, baby. I, ooh, Wait, maybe. is that why there's a smell when you turn on the faucet? Yeah. It's egg water. Ah, that makes more sense. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, I thought I, yeah, I thought I had, I thought I was possessed a little bit. So, turned out it's just 
very polluted water. I like how I always try to end these episodes and you have a lot more to say every time. So you can end it. The end. Thank you for listening to We Like That Podcast. We like that. Remember to subscribe, give us five stars, and tune into more chaotic episodes. I'm Javon. I'm Calvin. Until next time. Later, people. Oh, yeah.